Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We're so glad you're with us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Chris Lowry joins me from WIOU in Kokomo. Cats win again. And, uh, Chris, I'm telling you right now, you guys got to be loving what's happening with the Cats because another big win for everybody in Kokomo. And, frankly, uh, this must be a great time for all of you right now. Yeah, it was a pretty fun weekend for all the Kokomo faithful, Bob. Good to talk with you again. Last night, Kokomo won on the road at Logan Sport, and Cats got off to a really strong start in that one. And then I know Coach John Peckinpah thought maybe not as sharp mentally the rest of the game after a big lead to close out the first quarter. So he talked mm-hmm. about that a lot with the team last night and, and today in the morning walkthrough. And uh, I think message received loud and clear. Kokomo took on Fort Wayne Northrop tonight, ended up winning 74-46. The Cats got off to another strong start led 17-4 to after the first quarter, and also continued to pull away, outscoring the Bruins by double figures in the second and third quarters to get that running clock towards the end of the game in the fourth period. So I know Coach Peckinpah, despite the double-figure win last night at Logansport, much mm-hmm. more pleased tonight that Kokomo stayed mentally focused and sharp throughout the course of the game. Well, yeah, uh, I, I understand. Uh, he's got to be really proud of, you know, because they're, listen, everybody's elevating their game to play these guys right now and mm-hmm. elevating their game to play uh, <laughs> to play Flory. And uh, they just keep m- meeting all the challenges and in an impressive fashion. So uh, give me the, the line. Give me the Flory Badunga line tonight. 26 points, 16 rebounds to go along with four block shots and a pair of steals. That was coming after last night's 33 points. But here's, here's right. kind of the, the, right. the big news, if you will. Unfortunately, <laughs> he missed a shot tonight. He actually missed a oh. couple shots. But oh, my. Over the course of parts of four different games, Badunga's streak tonight was broken. He had made 32 consecutive field goal attempts. No, no. Stop. 32 well, consecutive. Right. Uh, I don't know how you guard him. I, I mean, I'm I'm not the only one asking that question because uh, clearly uh, he's a he's a incredibly difficult matchup. But those numbers, Chris, are staggering for heaven's sakes. Uh, they really are. He hit the game winner to close out the game against Center Grove in the Phil Cox Holiday Tournament. Was perfect from the field in the loss to Brownsburg, 11 of 11 last night at Logan Sport, 14 of 14 from the field. So that's 26 mm-hmm. straight, and he had his first six tonight to give him 32 before he missed one. <laughs> Yikes. No, that's no, crazy. Yeah, All right, who's... I didn't ask Coach Peckinpah if he's going to start the next game or not after missing a couple shots. <laughs> I assume he's good to go, but we'll wait and see. Well, he's going to have to get in the gym early and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and work on his jump shot, you know, that kind no of stuff. Kokomo, another big win tonight. Uh, on the road, 74-46 over Fort Wayne Northrop from WIOU in half broadcaster, you know, the one and only, one and only Chris Lowry. Back to the Cats. Yep, and one other thing I want to mention real quick, Bob. Blue the governor Valley. was in the house tonight as well. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
Uh, the governor was at Memorial Gym tonight. Governor, hey, governor Eric Holcomb checking yeah. out Flory Badunga. Coach uh, Chris, Governor uh, Governor Holcomb is a basketball fan. He's a big time fan. So yeah, um, I don't blame him. I'd be there too. All yeah, right. Posing with Flory so, in the uh, game and they were Kokomo taking with pictures the... with each other. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Blue River Valley tonight. Thank you, Chris. Have a great weekend. The Blue River too, Valley Coach. with a win tonight. Coach, Coach, thank you so much. Brian Klein joins me. Coach, congratulations on the win, 54-28 uh, tonight. A very impressive win. How you feel about this win tonight? Oh, it was fantastic, Bob. It was the Henry County Championship game. Uh, we had beaten Tri by 24 on Thursday night and played Shenandoah in the championship tonight. So, great environment, big crowd, and um, county rival, county game. Shenandoah has won seven consecutive. So, it was a great team win by us, and guys really stepped up and defended, as you can see by the score. Yeah, absolutely. Quickly, tell me who plays well. Uh, we were led in scoring by uh, junior Zach McAbee. He had 20 tonight. Our senior Wyatt Thornburg was in double figures with close to double figure assists. And, um, Lake Leonard had uh, another senior force had multiple, I think, double figure rebounds. Just, a, just a great effort on everybody that played nine guys. They all contributed in some way. Just really proud of them. Blue River Valley with the uh, county tournament win, and I appreciate the call. Brian Klein, congratulations. Best of luck to you and your guys. Thank you much, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. More basketball coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We continue our coverage of high school basketball around the state. We'll begin with a close one between Michigan City and Kankakee Valley. Michigan City takes it 48-47. Mooresville tonight over Franklin by a nickel, 58-53. It was Mount Vernon-Fortville topping Whiteland, 74-62. New Haven, 54 to Calb, 40 tonight. New Palestine back-to-back wins, beating Southport tonight, 73-68. They topped Delta last night. Noble Hillsville 59, Muncie Central 45. It was Northwestern over Clinton Prairie 62-33. North White tonight, a 48-22 victory over South Newton. North Posey 58, Mountain Vernon Posey 55. Paoli puts up 90 on Tell City. They take that one 90-35. Owen Valley tonight over Northview, 70-55. It was Richmond edging out McCutcheon, 45-38. Rochester crushes Oregon Davis, 60-19. Rossville, 54. Sheridan, 41. Seeger, a two-point victory against South Vermillion, 55-53. And Southridge over Northeast Du Bois, 66-57. By the way, in the NFL, the AFC South disaster that we knew of 2022 is over. The Jacksonville Jaguars have beaten the Tennessee Titans. The Jags, with a record of 9-8, just won the AFC South 2016 Jags in the playoffs. I'm running kick. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. College basketball, Purdue and Philadelphia taking on Penn State. This game will be at the world-famous Palestra. 
Boilers with a dramatic win on Thursday night at Ohio State. With me to talk about it, the voice of the Boilermakers, Rob Blackman. Rob, hopefully everybody's come down from that exciting slug-it-out win over in uh, Columbus. What a great way to win a basketball game. I tell you, Bob, it's been, and you understand this because you've been in this a long time and and we're in this for a long time from a coaching standpoint, but it's amazing how much just one shot in a basketball game can change your outlook on life. (laughs) (laughs) Purdue loses Monday Mm -hmm. night Mm -hmm. on what, uh, because, you know, had had a wide open three from the right wing that was missed by Brandon Newman. Uh, at home against Rutgers, a shot he normally makes and Purdue loses and you just feel like like the, the world is crumbling around, all around you. And then right. the, basically the, the same situation oh, yeah. and for all intents and purposes presents itself Thursday night at Ohio State. Uh, and this time uh, Purdue makes the shot. Fletcher Lawyer makes the shot from the left wing. And all of a sudden you feel like you're the greatest team in the history of basketball. So <laughs> you, you, you've lived the life. You know how it is. Uh, the highs and lows of the game of basketball. And it's it's so funny. Just just one shot, right, goes in or goes out. And it it, de- mm-hmm. it determines, your, determines your whole outlook on life, <laughs> at least for that short little period of time. So, But it was a great, great game Thursday night. And, and look, anytime you can win on the road in the big, 10 that's a pretty big deal and the fact of the matter right. is Purdue, Purdue already has two road wins winning at Nebraska and winning at Ohio State so uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow you know it, technically this is Penn State's home game now Penn State was kind enough to give it up to make this a neutral site game but if Purdue right. finds a way to win if Purdue you know finds a way to win tomorrow that's three road wins in a big 10 uh, and that's that's pretty big deal so we'll see how it goes but yeah it, that was a heck of a win Thursday night and Again, the, the shot happens to go in, so you so you're on top of the world right now, and it, it feels really good to be with this team. I thought the, the the to me, you know, from this is the old coach in me. Hey, look, Ohio State is really good. They can they can muscle up with anybody in the league. They're they're as physical, maybe the most physical group out there, and the young boilers pounding. They were that responded to it and i think you and everybody else understands this is what you're going to have to deal with all year long when it gets tight you're going to throw to zach Eady, and whether or not he does something with it or kicks it out and if he kicks it out you're going to live and die on those jump shots from the perimeter because as you point out the rutgers game you died you know the game on thursday you didn't die so uh that's how it's going to be brother good luck on that yeah, and, and the percentages would tell you the same thing. Purdue shoots 40% from three in the Ohio State game. The biggest shot of the game is obviously a three from the left wing, and that's what wins you the game uh, in the long mm-hmm. run. Of the game on Monday against Rutgers, Purdue is 20, I think 28, 26% from three. You had a chance to win the game of the three, and you missed it. So you're exactly right. Um, because Zach Eady is going to get double and triple teamed all season long until Purdue proves that they can make three-point shots and make you pay for double-teaming Zach. And so that's what this has really come down to. And I know we're only four games into the Big Ten season here, but what it's come down to is uh, defensively the game plan is when you play Purdue, get the ball out of Zach Eady's hands. And why not? He's uh, he's the 10th leading Mm -hmm. scorer in the country. He's the leading rebounder in the country. 
Uh, right now, he's a front runner for National Player of the Year. So obviously, it makes sense. You're not going to let that guy beat you. You're not going to let the guy that's the front runner for National Player of the Year beat you. You are going to get the ball out of his hands, and you're going to make someone else beat you. This, I mean, this is common sense. You don't have to be a rocket scientist here to figure this out. And so that's what teams are doing to Purdue. They are getting, they're doing everything in their power to get the ball out of Zach Eady's hands, and they're saying we may lose, but if we lose, it's not because Zach Eady, you know, went for you know, 35 and 20 on us. We're going to make somebody else beat us. And so far, what's happened with Purdue? Well, at the win at Nebraska and the win at Ohio State, uh, Purdue's been able to do that. Right. Win, win with somebody else. Now, the win against at home against Minnesota early in the year in the Big Ten, that was all Zach Eady. You know, 30 points, 22 rebounds. Uh, for some reason, Minnesota decided they're going <laughs> to they're going to let Zach Eady have his way with them, and he did. <laughs> uh, but that's eight. Look, we, we, there there are 16 games left in the Big Ten schedule, and I can promise you the game the the strategy the game plan is out on Purdue. This is how everyone's going to play Purdue. And we're gonna, it's going to be the same thing tomorrow with Penn State. Right, right. And can, can other players step up and make shots? If they can, then Purdue's going to be in really good shape. If they can't, it's going to be a tough one every time out. And I also think the thing about it too, Rob, is that have what I consider a, a great shooter. You have guys who, who are very capable of, of shooting a nice percentage from three, and you've got a bunch of them, and, and I think that's the, the beauty of this team. The other side of it, too, is you know you, you continue to – there's always some guy, like Mason Gillis makes big hoops. You know, Fletcher, obviously, with the big hoop. But they have a, a bunch of guys who are wired uh, in terms of basketball to be able to make big plays at both ends of the floor. And not be afraid of the moment, I would add that. I mean, let's look at Fletcher Lawyer against Ohio yeah. State Thursday yeah. night. He he had the worst first half that he's had in his college career. Uh, o of six shooting, four turnovers. Uh, it didn't didn't even start the second half. Matt, if you remember correctly, Matt Painter didn't even start him in the second half. Put him on the bench. Right. But, but right. he still was not afraid of the moment. And he came up big in the second half, and he hit the game-winning shot. So, now think about it. That's a freshman now. This is a freshman who is wired that way. And I think Purdue has a lot of those guys that are wired that way. Right. Right. They, hey, maybe they had a bad half or a bad stretch. It doesn't matter to them. They're, going to, they're still going to shoot. They're still going to take their open shots. And they're like most good shooters, they believe they believe the next one's going in, right? Whether it does or not, they always believe sure. that next shot's next going one, in. It is, yep. uh, and it's. I mean, what a great luxury for Matt Painter to next have. Next one's yeah. going in, and you know, you you've coached. I mean, you you would much rather have that than guys who are afraid to shoot, right? Uh, right. And, and, and so Purdue has a bunch of guys. No, who you're 100 percent right. Yeah, they're not afraid of the moment. Now, maybe they're not going to make them all, but but at least they have the guts to try, and and that's been a lot of fun to watch. Boilers are in Philadelphia taking on Penn State tomorrow at the Palestra, the world-famous Palestra. Boilermakers playing awfully, awfully well. Um, those of you who are listening on many of these same stations around the state will hear Rob Blackman with the call. Rob, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck to the Boilers and enjoy the weekend. We will, Bob. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. 
Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Rob. Rob Blackman, voice of the Boilers. High school basketball tonight. Edgewood beats South Putnam 59-35. Matt Wadsworth joins me. Coach, it's been a while since we've talked. Congratulations on the big win. Thank you. It's been a good weekend for us. Uh, you know, all year I think we've had a team that's played great defense, but we've been a little deficient on the offensive end. But uh, the offense picked up for us this weekend. So defense turns into some offense. Is that what you're saying tonight? Yes. I think maybe it was a New Year's resolution on the part of our players to actually start <laughs> making baskets. And if we weren't going to make them, we would go rebound the misses and try to score that way. <laughs> Well, that's great. <laughs> that's 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 a great resolution. Maybe others should try that strategy, Coach. To be honest, it's, so, it's so tell me, tell me, works for you. So who plays well for you? Let's brag about these kids. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Xander Hammonds is having a great year for us as a senior uh, tonight. He checked in with ten points. Uh, our second leading scorer was sophomore Camernard, 13 points. He's doing a tremendous job in the post for us in the last five games he started. And then junior point guard Mylon White had 16 points, and he was 10 for 12 from the free throw line, which is mm, always good mm-hmm. to see. Absolutely. All right, so who's up next for you? Uh, it will be Owen Valley, which is a big rivalry game between the right, two schools. Right. And I think Owen Valley had a big win tonight against Northview. So there'll be a lot of excitement surrounding the game for the two schools. Edgewood, big win tonight uh, over South Putnam, 59-35. Matt Wadsworth, thanks so much for the call and good luck next week. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Coming up, another scoreboard update with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update. Here on Indiana Sports Talk, we will go through your high school basketball scores one final time tonight before at 11.45. As usual, we'll tell you about what's coming up on your Sports Sunday. Recapping boys basketball, a bunch of county tournaments around the state. All finals are in, beginning in the White River Valley Tournament. Shoals over White River Valley tonight, 42-35 for third place. Then Bar Reeve takes it by crushing Shackamack, 62-33. In the Wayne County Tournament, Northeastern takes down Hagerstown, 56-35 for first. Sugar Creek Tournament, a pair of ball games. Western Boone beating North Montgomery, 49-31. And Southmont locking things down defensively, giving up just 30, but they win the game 32-30. Over to the Shelby County Tournament. Triton Central 68, Waldron 54. Riverton, Rivertown Tournament, that is. Rising Sun 62, Switzerland County 53 for third place. Lawrenceburg takes first with their 44-36 W against South Dearborn. Ripley County Tournament, Jack Sendell topping Milan for third, 56-43. Batesville over South Ripley, 67-64. The Randolph County Tournament, six-point dub for Monroe Central over Winchester, 50-44. Henry County Tournament, first place winners, Blue River, 54-28 over Shenandoah. The winner of the Hendricks County Tournament for first, Brownsburg, topping Plainfield, 69-54. Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. IU uh, Thursday night, 
uh, a loss at Iowa. IU at home against Northwestern tomorrow. Who better to talk about the Hoosiers than Tom Brew, award-winning journalist and the uh, media czar of uh, Indiana, excuse me, uh, Indiana University, Sports Illustrated Indiana. He's got a Purdue site, got more sites than you can count. They're all free. Tom, how are you tonight? I hope everything's well. Uh, tough, tough night in Iowa City earlier in the week. Yep, I'm uh, doing well. It's uh, Saturday night in Bloomington. There's no better places to be. So it's uh, glad to be here. Excited for a game, home game tomorrow. And uh, we haven't had a, I haven't had a home game in a while, so I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, Thursday night was tough. Uh, you know, Indiana has been a notoriously slow-starting team lately. And uh, at Iowa, they just came out firing, scored 28 points in the first six-plus minutes. Mm-hmm. Had a 28-7 lead, and it was just uh, – they were off and running, but uh, you know, then uh, you know, Iowa, you know, they can they can really score the ball. They started working their way back into it, and uh, and then when uh, when you know, Race Thompson went down, he and Tony Perkins, our Indianapolis kid, uh, scrambling for a loose ball. Tony sort of dove in, you know, right. in, you know, purely accidental, but uh, in diving for the ball, kind of hit Race on the back of the knee and uh, uh, took him out for the game. He came back on crutches and. Indiana announced today that he'll be out indefinitely, so there's probably something serious there. And uh, as soon as he went out, uh, it became a real problem because uh, Race is very good at guarding Chris Murray, you know, Iowa's best player. And Chris had only scored two points in the first 12 right. minutes of that game, and he finished with 30 after Race went out. So it was uh, uh, Indiana didn't have anybody who could guard him, and uh, it made it tough. And uh, you know, and then Iowa just kept working their way back in, and you know, and wound up winning the game. And you know, I was obviously very frustrated that Indiana blew a 21-point lead, but I was probably even more frustrated that they, after falling behind, they had gotten back ahead by six with 3.29 to go. Uh, right, the final right. Media, the final media timeout was there. They had an 80-74 to 74 lead and uh, couldn't – or 84-78 lead, uh, six-point lead, but then couldn't hold that down the stretch and, uh, and lost. But like I said, they couldn't guard Chris Murray at the end. It's just uh, – um, Jordan Geronimo just got burned, you know, repeatedly trying to guard him, and then Miller Cop got the call, and mm-hmm. Miller actually did a fairly good job on him. You know, he got lost a couple of times on offensive rebounds, and that was about it. But, but they, you know, him, but Chris Murray and Philip Rabaka did a lot of scoring late for them, and and of course Iowa made their free throws. Man, they were twenty-two of twenty-five for the game, and they made eleven right. of twelve in the last four minutes. You know, so it was a tough loss. You know, but. Uh, you know, winning on the Big Ten is tough, especially when you're playing an Iowa team that had already <laughs> lost, you know, three Big Ten games. And, mm-hmm. you know, they lost, you know, they've had some bad losses lately, but that was with Murray out, you know. And uh, and when he comes back, it's a different team. And, you know, they uh, they kind of found right. their way at Penn State in the second half. And, you know, then when they got behind, they just, you know, they didn't quit, you know. So it's a, but it's a tough loss for Indiana for sure. And now that's two starters down with Xavier Johnson out for, you know, for a month now too. So. And these are two crucial starters, too, Tom. You know this better than I. You know, your point guard, uh, Xavier Johnson, is a guy who's been through the wars, got great quickness, can defend, is a great on-ball defender, uh, can get to the rim and finish and find people. And as you point out, Race Thompson is a good on-ball defender. He gives you a presence up front uh, in terms of the post. He's on the glass, can score in some traffic. And so two guys who are crucial what you're trying to do you weren't very deep up front anyway to begin with and uh this is a big loss yep and that's 
you know, is the most important thing going forward now is that guys really need to step up to replace him. Um, like obviously, uh, the point guard spot, you know, Jalen hood shafino has been able to pick up all that load with right. Xavier out. You know, and Tamar Bates has come in the starting lineup now. He didn't play particularly well Thursday night, but he's had, you know, three games of 19 points or more, and he can help, and Trey Galloway can help. You know what you get with all that, and you're kind of okay. But, like, now with race out, uh, Malik Renew, the freshman, he just has to step up. He's uh, He was came in as a highly touted recruit. He's had some good games early, but he's really struggled in the last month or so and can't stay out of foul trouble. And, you know, it's just kind of slow, to, a little slow to move. Uh, and, but now he needs now Indiana needs him huge. You know, he has to step up, and Jordan Geronimo has to be better. And and I'm real curious too. Like you know, when race went down, I thought maybe we might see some of Logan Duncan the other night, and we didn't. He didn't play at all. But I'll be curious on Sunday if we maybe see him a little bit more too. It's you know they need some sort of inside presence. But at the same time as I was talking uh, uh, earlier too is I think you know Northwestern's one of those teams that they can probably play small with. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Miller Cop might just slide down to the four and, and maybe they, they, they use Trey Galloway more at the three or maybe C.J. Gunn mm-hmm. gets a little bit mm-hmm. more of a run. You know, it's going to be real interesting to see what Mike does uh, with his lineups and his rotations now because obviously that's two huge pieces out. So other guys are going to have to step up for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's changed the composition of your team uh, dramatically. I mean, it really has. And uh, and you're right. Um, you know, I think they have uh, the numbers to play small if they feel like it or, or need to. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how Coach Woodson juggles that lineup. Tom Brew with us from Sports Illustrated Indiana. It's a team, too, Tom, that, you know, without race and, and without, uh, you know, Xavier Johnson, th- th- this game will I said that um, def- defensively they haven't played particularly well, uh, no, you know, especially Thursday night. But they, this this is a, a something would concern me. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, no, they were very good. I thought defensively against North Carolina in the game here when it really mattered. Um, they um, mm-hmm. um, Xavier Johnson though is their best on ball defender on the out on the perimeter, and they and they certainly missed him. Um, and, and I think that's where kind of where, you know, head of the snake type thing where, where it all kind of starts. And then, like, in certain cases, like, uh, it, that was the big issue last year with those, you know, like, those forwards who were, like, just really good who could shoot and drive and penetrate and play in the post. You know, like Keegan Murray, you know, scored 30 against Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. And, all right. uh, you know, uh, uh, Davis at Wisconsin hurt them. You know, those those guys who could play that, they don't really have great, you know, uh, small forward type defenders. And, I, you know, I think that hurts them. But they've also, uh, like Arizona is, is traditionally one of the highest scoring teams in college basketball. Iowa is traditionally one of the highest scoring right. teams college basketball it's like to me you score 89 points against iowa and iowa city you should win that game you know and it's like you know they just they said the second half <laughs> yes. they just yeah, they couldn't they couldn't stop chris murray and then you know iowa was hitting a bunch of threes you know and it's a, it's a bad combination but uh you know what concerns me the most is their just inability to finish a game again you know it was a big problem last year and that just really can't continue this year they need to find a way and I felt really bad for Trace Jackson Davis, man. He had he had an awesome game and, uh, you know, scored 30 points, nine rebounds, three blocks, played great. 
you know, but in a losing effort. So, you know, and he was, he's in a lot of pain too, Bob. He's dealing with a, with a fairly serious back injury. That's really mm. hobbling him. And he still played mm-hmm. 38 and a mm. half minutes and, uh, and was a warrior. And, uh, you know, those fans out there, those Indiana quote unquote fans who want to keep ripping trace for whatever, they're just, they just don't know basketball, Bob. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just a really, really good no. player. And just, he's not a perfect player by any means, right. but he's, you know, he, you know, he made eight out of his 10 free throws and people were bitching that he missed the two, you know, it just doesn't make sense, you know, to me. And, uh, uh, but he played a great right. game and, uh, I'm right. hoping, uh, I'm hoping he was, uh, he's feeling well enough with this quick turnaround. You know, they flew home Friday. They had a little you know, workout Friday when they got home, but he did not participate in that. I was told. So, um, so hopefully, uh, he had a good day of rest today and, uh, can give it a go tomorrow without any troubles. IU at home against Northwestern on Sunday. Tom Brew, Sports Illustrated, Indiana. Tom, give everybody the uh, site and where how they can get on for free on this tremendous site that you have. Yep, our uh, our Indiana page is the quick shortcut to it is just HoosiersNow.com. Takes you right there, and uh, no paywall, no subscriptions, no nothing, and uh, uh, it's uh, really good coverage. You got a great team. Uh, and uh, we uh, we do a lot of great things. We'll have three people at the game tomorrow. We'll be crushing it. And uh, got a lot of pregame stuff up there already. There'll be more to come in the morning, and then uh, another ten stories during you know during and after the game tomorrow. So it's a great place to go for IU coverage. And uh, uh, like I said, it's all free, no paywall, no subscriptions, no nothing. Just just hop on and enjoy it, and uh, share it with your friends. Hoosiersnow.com. Tom Brew, enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Um, thanks very much. Scoreboard update coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. It's time to talk about what's coming up on your Sports Sunday in the NFL, the games that you need to know about. The Texans and the Colts, not because it has any playoff implication, it actually has zero, but because not only is it the last Colts game of this season, 2022-2023, the Colts are 4-11-1. Tomorrow could determine who gets the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. The Texans are currently in position to get that selection. But if the Texans win and the Chicago Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings, that's also at 1 o'clock, Vikings-Bears at Soldier Field, that means the Bears would be in position to grab that top pick. Could the Colts then be in business to potentially still maybe move up in the draft? That's still answers in time away, but it will be determined tomorrow who gets number one. All right, elsewhere in the NFL, Bucks and the Falcons at one. Tampa already won the NFC South. Patriots Bills at one o'clock as well. Great story, Demar Hamlin up attentive at the hospital. Amazing, the Bills will play tomorrow. Ravens Bengals at one. Panthers and the Saints as well. Jets against the Dolphins. Browns Steelers. It's the Chargers and the Broncos at 425. Giants take on the Eagles. So will the Cardinals and the 49ers at the same time. Rams Seahawks Cowboys, Commanders, Lions, Packers, IU Northwestern at noon, Purdue Penn State at 6. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by 
Indiana Donor Network. The Ripley County Tournament goes to Batesville High School. A very happy Aaron Garrett joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations in you and to you and your kids on a dramatic win tonight in the Ripley County Tourney. I appreciate it, Coach. The 99th annual longest-standing holiday tournament, Ripley County Tournament. And I've got two things to talk to you about. Cole Pride, our 6'8 senior, who's a young senior, 6'10 uh-huh. wingspan, had 18 and 18 on Wednesday to propel us tonight. Tonight he had wow. 31 points. <laughs> and he Yikes. is, uh, and he's lightly, lightly recruited right now. So I want to get the word out on him. He's a uh, disguise of one of right, young men. Right, right. Well, good for him. I mean, uh, you beat South Ripley, all right, so it's a three-point win, 67-64. Uh, I have this vision of you knocking down three at the horn to win the championship, but is it that dramatic? Well, Southwood had the ball in the air to tie it at the horn. We we had squandered a, a fourth quarter lead, took some quick shots that didn't go down, missed two front ends of the one on one two different times, and then Southwood went down and capitalized to make it a an exciting Ripley County championship game. And, and the game, the championship game, is following the Hall of Fame induction, and you'll. Appreciate this, Coach Lovell. Michael Mincer was inducted tonight into the Ripley County Hall of Fame <laughs> in his first year of eligibility, right. which is obviously well-deserved. Yeah. yeah. Talk about a no-brain vote for heaven's sake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Well, what a crowd. great it's night. Cool to see those. Yeah, yeah, very fun. What a what a you know what a fun night you know you get a, a young player getting better and better showing his stuff you guys win a dramatic win uh, Hall of Fame induction uh, that's a special special night for everybody Aaron it makes it good and I had Michael speak to the boys before the game in the locker room just to bridge that gap from what baseball basketball means on the front of their chest and then Michael said it very eloquently so just a, a special night that'll be remembered for always. Couldn't put it any better. All right, who's up next for you guys? We go from the Ripley County, the heat of the Ripley County tournament, to the rivalry of Great Batesville Greensburg on Thursday. Ooh, <laughs> that's a that's a big week now. <laughs> well, you, but you know what? Going into that ball game, you, you love the fact that you have momentum. You know, your kids are feeling good about themselves. Yeah, we're playing well. We've we've only had one one slip up in this last number of games and that was to obviously a, a bona fide Genesee County team who's just playing really, really well. And now we yeah, now we get back yeah. in the EIAC conference with the Greensburg game. Ripley County Tourney winners Batesville 67-64 over South Ripley. Aaron Garrett, congratulations. Good luck next week. Thanks so much, Level. Thank you. David Deaton joins me from WKLO. All right, I've forgotten what game you have tonight. So, you're, you know what? You're so versatile and everybody wants you. Where were you tonight? Uh, we were at North Harrison all day today. We actually had a girls game in the afternoon, but the big one was the boys game tonight in the Mid-Southern Conference. North Harrison against Class 3A number 7 Scottsburg, and the Cougars beat the Warriors 72-52 to tonight at uh, North Harrison. So a big win for Lou Lafave's team, their third straight win, and beating a very good Scottsburg team tonight on the home floor. That is an impressive win. Coach Lefebvre can coach. I, mean, I, I think he's a tremendous basketball coach. But I don't think you go in and think you're going to beat Scottsburg by 20. No, there's no way I could have imagined that. And North Harrison just played a, an excellent game tonight. Very under control, very poised. And 
never trailed the entire game. There was only one tie in the first quarter. I think that was a 12-all, and then the the Cougars were Mm -hmm. able to knock down shots all over the place, did a great job shooting the ball, defended well against the Scottsburg team that's very explosive offensively. They came in averaging 69 points a game. They were number one in the Mid-Southern Conference in scoring offense and in scoring defense, for that matter. Came in giving up just 46.8. The Cougars had 41 points by halftime. And the biggest reason they had that was because they were actually 10 of 11 from behind the three-point line in the first half. Right. Hey, uh, David, hang on through this short break, okay? We'll come back and talk more basketball with David Deaton from WKLO. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. WKLO's... Uh, David Deaton rejoins me. He has the call of a very, very great game. North Harrison over Scottsburg, 72-52. All right, so you were telling me about uh, individuals who played well tonight, David. Uh, Go back and revisit that, please. Uh, Sure, no problem. So for North Harrison, Sawyer Wetzel had a huge night tonight, had a big game with 22 points. He scored 17 points in the second quarter. The Cougars had 23 as a team in the second, but Sawyer made all five of his threes in that second quarter and a couple of free throws, so he was fantastic tonight. Brody Fessel, who's another senior, he's kind of a wing player for the Cougars, had seven points in the first half. He had 10 in the fourth quarter, so he ends up with 19 tonight in total. He did get a two there in the third. Caleb Kellum's the third double-digit scorer with 12 tonight. And then Riley Schneider, the senior guard who played with a great deal of poise tonight, had eight points. The Cougars, as a team coach, only had two turnovers tonight. They end up making 11 out of 15 from behind the arc at 73%, and they made 64% of their shots. And Scottsburg wasn't bad Mm -hmm. offensively. They made 49% of their shots and had seven turnovers, but the Cougars were just so strong offensively. And Really did a great job handling any kind of pressure that Scottsburg threw their way. So, biggest win of the season by far for North Harrison. They've now won three straight, improved to four and five, and they've found something that seems to be working pretty well here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I would think throw the ball to Taylor Wetzel as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sawyer, Sawyer's definitely the. He's definitely been playing better lately. He's not really known as a three point shooter, but right. he's. He's been working on that quite a bit, and the work is really paying off for him. Sawyer's always been a kid who's been able to drive to the basket well, but that outside shot's made him a lot more of a threat, no doubt. Sawyer Wetzel, you're my kind of guy. All right, David Deaton, great weekend. Thanks for the call. North Harrison on the 72-52 win over Scottsburg from WKLO, David Deaton. David, have a great weekend. Thanks for your time. All right. Have a great weekend as well, Coach. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Brendan King, I'm running out of time, brother. I don't have a lot of time to spend with my favorite guy. All right, so what's on tap tomorrow? we got some basketball, football. Should be a uh, sports fan's dream to sit in front of their TV and watch some ball. Yeah, Coach, it's relatively spaced out pretty well. You get Northwestern and IU at noon, then you get the Colts starting at 1, then you get the Pacers at 5, then you get Purdue at 6. So that's pretty darn good. I know that that's probably what a lot of people will do. I think it's up in the air for yours truly. Fantastic job working both nights. I appreciate you more than you know. You're really tremendous. The scores are always the highlight of the show. So 
You are, in fact, the star of our show. Have a fantastic week, and uh, look forward to working with you soon. Brendan. Thanks, Coach. As always, thank you very much for what you do. Thank you. A fun night. Great job, James Adams, Nathaniel Finch, Brendan King. Thank you so much to our great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for 29 years now. You've made us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.